Okay, we're talking an introduction here to Masechta Klayim. So Masechta Klayim deals with the Isser to plant different species of vegetables and grains together, or graft one species of plant onto another, or plant seeds of a vegetable and grains in or near a grapevine or vineyard. All of these combinations are known as Klayim, and the term Klayim is translated by Targum Unculus in Vayikra, Yutes Yutes, as Erevin, a mixture or jumble of things. Also included in the term climb are the prohibitions of mating animals from different species with one another, working with different species of animals together, and wearing clothes containing both wool and linen. This last type of climb is also known as shatnas. Most of these isurim are stated in the Pasuk, My decrees you shall observe, you... Your animal you shall not mate, climb, your field you shall not plant, climb, and a garment of a shatnas mixture shall not come upon you. The Isra of wearing shatnas is repeated in Sefer Dvarim, You shall not wear shatnas, wool, and linen together. The Isra of planting in a vineyard and on working with animals of two different species are also in the Pasuk. You shall not plant your vineyard climbs so that the growth of the seed you plant not become forbidden along with the product of the vineyard. You shall not plow with an ox or a donkey together. We're going to see that in the Mishnah is later that it's not limited to an ox and a donkey and it's also not going to be limited to grain and a grapevine. So let's go through some of the basics of climb. Number one, we're going to talk about Kilei Zroim. Number two, we're going to talk about Kilei HaKerem. Number three, we're going to talk about Kilei Behema. Number four, Kilei Begodim. And each one of these four things are going to have a bunch of subsets of different halachas and hakdamas that we're going to go through now. So Kilei Zram, the first three prakam in this Masech to deal with the Isra of planting different species of plants together. While the term Zram literally means seeds, in this Masech that's used in a broader sense to refer collectively to grains, beans, and vegetables, species that grow from seeds that are planted each year rather than from a trunk that lasts for many years. The Isser, the Torah Isser, planting, the Torah Asr is planting the seeds or shoots of different species of grains, beans, or vegetables together. It's also also to graft parts of one plant onto another plant if they're from a different species. The Isser of planting a mixture of seeds together does not apply to trees. Only the Isser of grafting applies to trees. So a person may plant two different kinds of fruit-bearing trees or a tree and a vegetable together. It is also to graft a fruit-bearing tree even with a species of trees that do not bear fruit. However, it is permissible to graft two species of non-fruit-bearing trees together. See the Ramon, Yeridea, Simon, Reish, Tzadi, Hei, Sivvav. It's also also to plant one species next to another species that's already growing. There is a question whether this is Osamidiraisa or Osamidirabono. The Rambam in the Pirsha Mishnayas implies that as long as the two species appear to be mingled, it's Osamidiraisa. However, the Kesef Mishnah in Hilchas Klaim states that the Isidiraisa applies only to two different seeds planted together in the same hole at the same time called Mapoilas Yad. This is how the Tesiantif and the Tres Yisrael learn in a bunch of different Mishnayas. So we'll see how we'll learn throughout the Masechta. The primary concern in these cases is that the vegetation should not appear mingled. Accordingly, the two species must be spaced far enough apart that they appear distinct, or they must be arranged in certain formations that make them appear separate. The Chacham define what looks mingled in different ways for different situations, sometimes requiring large separations between the species, and sometimes only very small ones. The numerous details of these requirements are going to be discussed in Perik Beis and Gimel. Okay. The classification of species. In order for a combination of seeds or plants to be considered a forbidden mixture, the two kinds must be classified as separate species. 
And Perk Aleph gives us many examples of fruits, grains, vegetables, and even animals that seem quite similar but are considered separate species, as well as examples of those that do not appear so similar yet are considered varieties of the same species. The Mishnah, however, does not define for us the rules upon which these classifications are based. The Chazanish explains that the Chachamim based their classification either on a Mesoira going back to Harsinai, or some kind of Ruach HaKodesh, or on assessments made through their divinely inspired powers of observation and reasoning. This enabled them to weigh and balance many different factors, including the shape and appearance of the plant and its leaves, their taste, and even their nutritional value of the fruits before deciding which fruits are members of the same species and which are members of different species. The factors on which they base their conclusions are in many cases no longer known to us, and we must therefore accept their classification without being able to explain them completely. For this reason, it should not surprise us that their classification does not always agree with the modern classification accepted today. It should be noted that all classical and modern systems of classifications are somewhat arbitrary. All such systems deal with the same problem, how to define the relationship with things that are different. In practice, each system makes up a list of the characteristics of fields, defines the category of items being classified as animals, insects, plants, and trees, and decides the relationship between them by the number of characteristics they have in common. However, it's almost always the case that some characteristics are given more weight than others. It is for this reason that these systems are somewhat arbitrary, since each one makes a judgment as to which factor should be given greater weight. It is also the reason why science has changed its classification several times in the course of history. For example, scientists once classified whales as fish and bats as birds, for obvious reason that whales swim in water and bats fly through the air. Today, however, both are classified as mammals. Now, the species themselves have not changed, nor have any important new details of their anatomy been discovered since classical times. The only thing that has changed is the weight given by scientists in different generations to certain critical features. Giving birth to live young and suckling them rather than laying eggs that hatch on their own is today considered a more important characteristic than swimming or flying. Since whales and bats both give birth to live young and suckle them, they are classified today as mammals rather than fish or birds. The Tyrus system also considers a list of characteristics that define various types of plants and animals as species. The Chacham, however, had access to facts not available to science. They knew from Messira that certain species were created from the very beginning as one species with two or more varieties. They also knew through Rechakodesh the inner characteristics of different kinds of plants, for example, their nutritional quality, and gave these characteristics greater weight than the similarity of appearance and shape. For this reason, they sometimes classify two plants of very different appearance as members of the same species and two plants of very similar appearance as members of a different species. Okay. Next is maintaining climb. Not only is it forbidden for a person to plant a mixture of species together in his field, it's also forbidden for him to maintain such a mixture, even if it grew on its own. Thus, if a person finds a foreign species growing in his field with a crappy plant, then he must remove the foreign plant. If he allows it to continue growing, he's going to be over on being mekayim klayim. There's machlekes tanam whether a person gets malchus for being mekayim klayim. According to the Manda Omar that he does not receive malchus, some say that the isra of maintaining climb is only the rabbonah while others say that it's Midaraisa, even though there's no Malchus for it either. Okay. However, where it's obvious from the owner's behavior or the nature of the mixture that the owner is unhappy with the climb and desires to remove the foreign species, he does he's not over on the Isra of being Mekayim climb. What happens if you have a product of, of climb? The fruit of a climb of seeds or of a forbidden graft is permitted for benefit and may even be eaten. Climb produce is prohibited only in the case of climb of the vineyard. Okay, identification of species. The Mishnah in our Masechta mentions many plants and animals whose names are not familiar. Our translations of them are based mainly on the Arabic translation given in the Pirisha Mishnayis as translated into modern Hebrew or into the scientific, botanical, and zoological terms used today. Given the 
Kafach, edition of the commentary of the Mishnayis. When the Rav cites a Latin translation, usually from the Rash or the Oroch, we have tried to use this translation. However, it should be understood that many of these identifications are uncertain, owing to the change in meaning of common names of plants and animals from place to place. <clears throat> okay, Hagdoma to part two. This is Kile Hakerem, climb of the vineyard. In Perik Dalar through Zion are going to be devoted to the Alochis of Kile Hakerem. This is the Isser against planting grains and vegetables in or near a vineyard or even near a single grapevine. Trees are not subject to the laws of climb of the vineyard, just as they're not subject to the laws of climb of seeds. Thus, one is allowed to plant a fruit-bearing tree inside a vineyard. The Yerushalmi cites a major dispute of Tanoim that is not mentioned in the Mishnah. It concerns the nature of the Isser the rice of climb of the vineyard. According to Rabbi Yenison, planting a single seed of grain or vegetable in a vineyard is punishable by Malchus. According to Yeshia, however, a person does not receive malchus for violating the prohibition of climb of the vineyard unless he plants two different species of grain or vegetables in the vineyard. In other words, climb of the vineyard on the biblical level is only where a person plants climb of seeds in a vineyard or together with grape seed. If he does so, he's high malchus for being over on Tuisurim, planting climb of seeds and planting climb of the vineyard. However, if he plants only one seed in a vineyard, he is not subject to malchus for violating either Isra. The Gemara in the Bavli brings only Rabbi Yeshia's opinion. It's a Gemara Kedushan on the Aphelamet test. However, it has a different version of Rabbi Yeshia's opinion. According to the Bavli, even when a person plants two seeds, he receives Malchus for violating the Isidarais of Klaim of the vineyard only if he plants them together with a grape seed in the single hole at the same time, dropping from the hand. If he plants two seeds in an existing vineyard, he's not subject to Malchus. This is indeed the accepted halacha, and as always, Gepaskin in the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch. According to the Rabbi Ben Hulk's claim, the discussion above applies only to the punishment of Malchus, but is nonetheless also Midaraisa to plant even one seed in an existing vineyard. According to others, planting even two seeds in an existing vineyard is only also Midarabana. Still, others hold that planting two seeds in an existing vineyard is also Midaraisa, while planting one seed is also Midarabana. Okay. However, the rules of climb of the vineyard differ depending on whether the seeds are planted together with individual grapevines or in a vineyard. Okay, number one, we have to know that there are distancing requirements. A person who wishes to plant grain or vegetables near a single grapevine must distance the seed at least six tvachim, which is one amma from the vine. This is the area needed to be able to work the vine. However, if he wants to plant near a vineyard, he must distance the seeds four ammas from the vineyard. This is the area needed by a grower to plow alongside the vines and to harvest them using ox-drawn wagons, as will be explained in Parak Vov. It is also also to plant seeds directly beneath the branch of a grapevine, even if it is more than four amas away from the vine's trunk, as will also be explained later in paragraph. Okay, what is the def- definition of a vineyard? To qualify as a vineyard, there must be at least five vines. According to the accepted view of Basilo, these five vines must be arranged in two rows, with two vines in each row directly facing each other, and one row having a third vine sticking out like a tail. Among the other conditions that must be met in order for rows of vines to qualify as a vineyard is that they cannot be spaced too closely together or too far apart. A special category of vineyards is the aris, a trellised vineyard. This refers to a collection of vines growing over a supported structure. The halachas regarding this are going to be discussed in Paragvav. Okay, number three, the produce of climb in the vineyard. The produce of climb in the vineyard, the grain or vegetables planted in or near it, as well as the grapes of the vines, is osir. They may not be eaten, and we may not even have any benefit from them. Rather, they must be burnt, as the Mishnah says in Tamura.
If they cannot be burnt, the ripe grapes which are full of juice, then they have to be buried. The vines themselves become forbidden for benefit if they increased in size by a certain amount after the seeds were planted. If it was yeser, then we have a problem. Then you have to burn it. This is from the Pasuk, You shall not plant your vineyard, climb so that the growth of your seed you plant not become forbidden along with the product of the vineyard. The use of the word tikdash to mean become forbidden is unusual. The word usually means to become holy. The Chacham therefore expounded it as a contraction of the words tukad esh, should be set on fire. This teaches that the produce of climb of the vineyard must be burnt. How much of a vineyard becomes forbidden as a result of the forbidden seed planting? It depends where the seeds were planted. If they were planted inside the vineyard, they prohibit all the vines within 16 amas of them. If they were planted in the four amas work area outside the vineyard, they prohibit only the first two rows of the vineyard. Okay. What's the halacha regarding maintaining climb in a vineyard? Just as there is an iser of maintaining climb of zroim, so too there is an iser to maintain climb of the vineyard, even if the seeds grew in the vineyard on their own. A person who maintains climb in his vineyard causes the produce to become usher, the same as he does when he plants climb in a vineyard. However, a person is not considered to be maintaining climb unless he willingly allows it to grow. Accordingly, when vegetables sprout on their own in a vineyard, no iser takes effect until the owner becomes aware of their existence and has the chance to be accurate, to uproot it, and doesn't do so. What's the halacha with climb outside of Eretz The prohibition of climb of seeds does not apply outside of Eretz the Isser of grafting trees of different species applies even outside Eretz Yisrael. Midairaisa. The Isser of climb of the vineyard applies midrabbanon outside Eretz Yisrael because Allah is a climb of the vineyard. So Chomor that results in the produce becoming forbidden by Asr Bahana, so the Rabbanon extended that to even locations outside of Eretz Yisrael. However, the Chachamim allowed many leniencies outside Eretz Yisrael that significantly limit the applications of this is there of climb? Okay, part three is kile behema, the climb of animals. Climb of animals, the topic of the eighth parak, consists of two separate isurim, mating different types of animals together, and number two, working with a team that consists of different species of animals. These prohibitions apply to all animals, whether they are domestic animals such as cows or sheep, or wild animals such as deers and lions, whether kosher or non-kosher animals. The isur applies even to birds and sea creatures, Although the Torah forbids mating to animals, uses the term behemtecha, which usually refers to a domestic animal, the same applies to every animal. Similarly, the Torah forbids working different species together with the statement of Lysachreish. What's the pasuk? Lysachreish b'shor b'chamor yachta. That's just an example, and the Isra applies to all creatures. The two different animals are climb only if they're considered different species. A classification of animal species, some of which are discussed in the first parak and some in the eighth parak, was determined by the Chachamim using methods known to them. The Isser against mating two species of animals with each other is violated only if a person manually mates the two animals. One may, however, put two different species of animals in a pen together, even though this might lead them to mate. Even if he sees the mate, he doesn't need to stop them. If a hybrid offspring is born from them, the offspring may be raised and used, working with different species. The prohibition on working with a mixed team forbids performing any activity with animals of different species, such as yoking them together to plow a field or leading them together to pull a wagon. There's a machlekes rishenim as to whether the isser applies only if the animals are performing some kind of malacha together, or even if they one simply leads the two animals together. 
Another question is whether the Isra applies only to animals that are tied together in some way, or if it applies any time when two animals move in unison. For example, if a person lays a board across the back of two animals and rides on the board, is that considered um, a problem of Kilei Behemah as well? Okay. The fourth part is Kilei Begodim, climb of garments. The final parak of the Masech is dedicated to the Alochis, a climb of garments commonly known as Shatnas. This refers to the Isser against wearing or placing upon oneself fabric containing both wool and linen. The Isser is wearing and covering. The Torah forbids Shatnas twice, each time in a slightly different manner. In Vayikra it says, shatnas layala olecha. A garment of Shatnas mixture shall not come upon you. And in Dvarim it says, the silver shatnas tem or pishim yachtav, you shall not wear shatnas wool and linen together. The first Pasuk teaches that not only wearing, but even covering oneself with the garments of shatnas is forbidden. The Chachamim will learn from the second Pasuk that the Isra applies only if the garment is used as an article of clothing to provide warmth or protection. A person may, however, cover himself with shatnas if it provides him no physical benefit, meaning like a tailor may lay a garment over his knees as he sews it. This Machlech is Rishayin whether such physical benefit is required when one wears a garment of shatnas. The rush holds that there's no difference in this regard between wearing shatnas and covering oneself with shatnas. In either instance, the isser is not violated unless the garment provides the person with some physical benefit. The Rabbam, however, differentiates between the two cases. The Shita Rabbam is that the Torah requires physical benefit only when one is merely covering himself with shatnas, but wearing shatnas is usser even when there's no benefit to it at all. Are there, is there any isser other than wearing shatnas or covering himself? Midaraisa, only wearing or covering oneself with shatnas is usser. In general, a person may lie or sit on shatnas, although the Rabbanan asked this, these uses in certain cases. A person may make shatnas, keep it in his home, and benefit from it, which means that he could sell shatnas to Goyim as long as he's not afraid that he's going to sell it back to a yid. Only a mixture of wool and linen is shatnas. Wool is defined as sheep's wool. It does not refer to thread made from hair of other animals, such as goats or camels, even though such hair is commonly called wool. Linen is thread made from a flax plant and not similar to plant-based fibers. The nature of the shatnas mixture. Not all mixtures of wool and linen are shatnas. The Chachamim understand the word shatnas as a contraction of three words, shua, tavoy, v'noiz. Shua means smoothed, tavoy means spun, and noise means woven. Only material that is processed in these three ways is shatnas. If wool and linen are combined without being smooth or spun, for example, this is not an isser of shatnas minatayra, although it may be awesome as rabbanon. When a person buys a woolen garment from an unreliable source, it's often a concern that it contains some linen thread, rendering it shatnas. Such garments must therefore be examined for linen content before they are used. In the times of the Mishnayis, linen was not commonly used, and used, and they used only a few types of garments. So there were only a few types of garments that needed to be checked for shatnas. The rest could be assumed to be free of shatnas. Nowadays, when linen is more commonly used in making clothing, most woolen garments must be checked for shatnas before they may be worn. The Torah introduces the halachas acclaim with the pasuk as chukaisa tishmaru. My decrees you shall observe. The word chukah is typically used by the Torah for commandments whose reasons are not easily understood. One rationale given for acclaim prohibition, as explained by a number of mafarshim, is that a person who attempts to combine different species of plants or animals, in essence, is tampering with the original act of creation. Such actions imply that the world as Hashem designed it is somehow lacking and requires human intervention to correct or improve it. This is borderline kfira. Along these lines, the Yerushalmi explains the expression chukhoisai as a reference to the laws of nature, which are the decrees of Hashem. Since, he, since Hashem decrees the difference between the species, 
given each particular qualities and characteristics, changing these characteristics is contradicting the very structure of existence. In a world where man increasingly seeks to exercise control over every aspect of nature, the halachas of Kalayim are a powerful reminder that the plants and animals that surround us are not a haphazard collection of organisms, but members of a divinely established natural order that is to be respected and preserved. May we be zaychet to understand the ways of Hashem's divine plan and witness the fulfillment of the apostle for the world will be filled with knowledge of Hashem as water covering the seabed.